This is Jonathan Mays reminding you to please wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, don't touch your face, and limit how many people you're around. We have to protect ourselves during this epidemic, and we have to take care of each other. And while you have no sports or anything else to watch, please listen to Johnny Knows Best. Thank you. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Shit is real! Shit is getting real! Shit is real! Coronavirus! Friday, March 20th, 2020, in this year of coronavirus, and uh, right now I'm currently quarantined in my room, uh, no work today, because when I went to work, I was told uh, to go home, because they were only doing takeout only at uh, my place of business right now. And uh, things are getting very, very serious, very, very fast. I hope all y'all are doing okay. Uh, take care of your families. Make sure you watch your hands and uh, don't touch your face, uh, as always. And uh, this is going to be episode 55 of Johnny Knows Best. This is, uh, we're at part three of the coronavirus crisis. I don't know how long this is going to go on, but... We, uh, we're here today to talk about it. Me and my good friend, uh, Julius Williamson, Big Will, came on my show. And, uh, we talked about how things are affecting him and, uh, how things are affecting the wrestling business, the independent scene, um, specifically. And, uh, you know... Just how he's been doing um, since the last time he's been on the show. So I hope you all enjoy it. Um, I'm going to come back on after the conversation is over with and close the show out. I don't really have anything to add before, um, before we get into the conversation. Other than, you know, I think we just have to keep our heads cool and, uh, Keep our wits about us, and um, we have to stick together during this time. Um, a lot of us are not able to work. Um, some of us are quarantined at home. They might shut everything down pretty soon. Um, so we really have to take care of each other, protect your children, um, you know, get get your supplies now if you can, if you don't. I already have your supplies and uh 
you know, everybody just stay in one place. And then hopefully in a week or two, this whole thing will blow over. And in the meantime, listen to Johnny Knows Best. Thank you. And here's the conversation that I had with uh, me and Big Will. So how is, uh, how is this whole, well, first of all, how do you feel? Because I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this yet. Me and Frank did a whole uh, episode on this. How do you feel about this whole coronavirus situation, Will? Like, how's it affecting you? What do you think is going to happen? Do um, you think it's going to get worse? Do you think things are going to get better? Just give me your opinion on that. Maybe Frank uh, will pop back I in. I feel like uh, it's something we should all be taking seriously. But uh, <laughs> there he is. I think it's something that we should take seriously. But at the same time, you know, I don't think it's as serious as a lot of people made it out to be. But uh, at least, at least for me, like mm-hmm. I work for the military, so the way they're handling it, I think is different from how everybody else is handling it. So it's it's a little different. Like, um, what do you mean? Like here, they're like you have the choice to go to work or you can go home. Uh, they still want us to do all the stay away from people and keep numbers low. <clears throat> but they uh <clears throat> they're not um they've gone through all the little training and stuff that they always do for all this stuff, but um it's not like hysteria like how the media is making it seem to be. So and then it just comes down to like when you start actually watching like who's getting sick, like the age groups and you know, how it's spreading and all that stuff. Uh, I think uh, I think uh-huh. uh, it it puts it into perspective. I guess at, at least for me, I just I'm moving differently. I'm kind of numb to a lot of things right now, so uh, it's not gonna doesn't affect me. Yeah, like it would if it was like last year, it probably like freaking me out. But it's not freaking me out. I just been at home uh, because I want to be at home. And then uh, I knew that uh, the last wrestling event I went to, there was a lot of people coming from those areas where there was a high number of cases. So, you know. Yeah, uh, Frank bowed out, so it's just going to be me. He said he'll come on another time. Yeah, it's probably easier, because I really do think it was on his end, the connection, but I can hear you pretty well. So anyway, like yeah, people coming from those other areas um, yeah. at your last family, show. Everybody seemed to be, you know, we all washing our hands and we tried to limit our touching to just like when we were wrestling and stuff. And um, I'm a bad guy, so mm-hmm. I don't interact with the fans. I don't touch the fans, so it's it's different. It's different, like if you're right. a, a face, because you want to, you you know that putting your hand out and shaking a kid's hand or giving a high five or fist bumping and stuff like that's like that's a connection that you have to make as a as a good guy you know I don't have to do that I just tell you to shut up and eat mm-hmm. your popcorn <laughs> but it was uh, uh was it still like a large amount had, of people there we had about about 
almost 30, almost 30, 40 performers uh, for the weekend. And then we had, um, wow. we had uh, about 150, almost 200 for uh, each night that we wrestled uh, for a crowd. They actually, and that was yeah, and that was last weekend. Getting ready to shut us down because they had first came out with that no gatherings of two hundred and fifty or more, but we we met, but we sold our ticket right. sales put our numbers uh, below that that threshold, so we were able to stay. I think. Hello. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hello. See. Uh, that time that was my Wi-Fi, it'll dip because I'm kind of like not in. I'm not in the country, but I'm like way out in the middle of nowhere. So the Wi-Fi, the signal dips in and out. Yeah, it sounds like me. <laughs> that's what I. That's why I went to my uh, my data because like I might as well because they've been throttling me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got my data on right now, but uh, when the Wi-Fi signal when it when it comes back up, I'll probably like uh, switch off of that so you can hear me a little better. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, um, so you guys had that little loophole of uh your, your attendance um ad yeah. Report. yeah yeah so it kept it that kept us open and we were able to you know perform i don't think anybody was sick or nothing like it because like like i said i I came home and i felt fine but i tried to cut my grass and that pollen killed me (laughs) yeah man i know i know what you mean um the pollen is uh what's messing me up right now like when i go outside i can barely breathe you know but that's like that all the time around this time of year for me yeah it's crazy because the symptoms for the for the allergies are some of the same symptoms for the coronavirus. So it gets you thinking, <laughs> do I have it or not? It's like <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, because a couple of the guys is like, man, I woke up with an itchy throat. And I was like, me too. <laughs> it's like, which one of you <laughs> did us in? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's real hard to, to diagnose if you don't uh, have the little test for it. Not everybody can afford the little test. Uh. Yeah, but it was a, uh, it was uh, it was good. It was a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom ended up wrestling. He did. He uh, refed one night and he wrestled another night. So it's pretty good to actually get to see Tom. Tom Pritchard wrestling. Right. Awesome. Tom Pritchard alive in a long time. Yeah. He's a... Uh, that guy is full of stories and knowledge. And uh, I learned a lot from him this weekend. So it was a, it was a, a pleasure to uh, to be able to catch some nuggets of information that uh, that he was throwing out this weekend. Wow, it must be amazing to talk to like all the uh, older wrestlers and guys in the business and get so much of that, uh, you know, all their stories and their knowledge and the fact that they want to like talk to you and help you, you know, become a better wrestler. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, I, I think I've been real fortunate enough to uh, be around the right group of guys um, that have put me in a position to do 
to meet these people and uh, learn from them. And, uh, like, and then, like, I turn around because, like, uh, a lot of the guys that I train with are younger than me. You know, they're they're on a career path trying to get to the big show. Right. <laughs> and so, and me, I had a, I'm on a different path. I, I really just like entertaining and, and, uh, I'm all about the the intimacy of the small crowds and just putting on a good show. And um, but um, those guys that are pushing hard to to get to WWE and AEW and all that, um, you know, learning from them. Um, it's one. It, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm I'm 35. When I was 34 when I started this, mm-hmm. and I'm 35 now. How many wrestling matches have you had in the last? Do you know? Um, I I have done five, six. I've had six matches, mm-hmm. and um, five uh five of them have been as my uh, character RJW. Uh, which I love that character by the way. That's awesome. How did, you, did you come How up with that, or who came up with that? Um, I came up with it. Um, we were supposed to do that disco tiger thing, where uh, we'd be under a mask and and um, and uh, uh, we were supposed to do that, but that didn't. Uh, you know why that? I did a match. Um, I liked it. It was actually going to be a fun character, um, but um, I did one match with. Uh, a guy that um, had been on NXT, mm-hmm. my very first match, and um, the guy saw that, and there's like, you know what, he's not that bad. You gotta polish around the edges here and there, but um, there's like, instead of making you wrestle under a mask for so many matches until you got your ring work, go ahead and pick a character, or pick something you really want to do, and let's make that happen. Mm-hmm. And so, I pulled out my uh, I pulled out my bag of, of notes and I was like, I want to do the cowboy. <laughs> yeah, you're all you've always been into uh, the cowboy, uh, you know, facade. You've been in that for a long time. You've been into that. So. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's not many. Uh, and the thing is, it's finding something that uh, not many black. Guys are doing on the on the scene. I can't think of any offhand. I'm sure that there I know some. There's a there's a few, but I don't know who they are, and nobody can really name them. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when Tom saw my character, he was like, "That's freaking awesome!" Like he he came up to me after the uh, after the battle royal, um, in the, sometime in the evening. He came up and he was like, "Man." I didn't. I didn't ask you what your character was, um, and you surprised me because when you walked out of the curtain, you were every bit of the cowboy I believed that you portrayed. And he was like, when you hit the ring, you was a big mean dude. Mm-hmm. I believed everything you did in the ring, and man, I tell you what, him telling me like my character and all that stuff, how he really enjoyed it. It was like a girl telling me we had like the greatest sex in the world. <laughs> yeah, I bet so because like, you admire him so much, and um, you know, 
he probably when he when he saw your character, he probably hasn't seen anything like that. It's very original. Yeah, um he we had to do promos and um he had heard my voice and uh he, he had pulled called me up to do my promo and he thought that I was gonna use my this voice that you, you're listening to now, but I kept the promo in my uh in my deeper voice and he was like he didn't you know like everybody's getting all these pointers he's like that was really good and I, and I got out the ring I was like oh yeah I didn't I didn't mess it up there's nothing bad <laughs> but the the next day we had another session of promos and um I decided to do the promo in my voice and then he took me to the side and and we were talking to everybody and um he was like you have no idea how gold your voice is like as big as you are you should just use that voice and and find a way to use your regular voice and um i'm telling you yeah he was like and he's not the first person to say it but he went into he was like he was like, you are already unique with your character. Mm-hmm. Take it a step further. And he was like, use that regular voice. It should be something that you, that as your character, it's because you don't like mm-hmm. it. It, um, it. It pisses you off when people uh, start making fun of you and stuff. Right, right. He's like, he started, he started talking just like me. He cut a promo in my voice. <laughs> And he was like, this is how you do that. <laughs> I was like, this is a good idea. Cut it like this. And I was like, that's all. Yeah, I like the psychology of that because your voice is so unique. Yeah. You stand out. But, uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I was, it was something I was, um, uh, I don't know, I take, I take uh, every bit of it, um, and I hold in my in my little heart uh, as a you know like that motivation to keep going, you know, keep resting. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's high praise. You know, Dr. Tom Pritchard is one of the the greatest of all time in any organization. So that's like a big uh, that's a big deal. You can't get higher praise than that. Yeah, um, and um, a lot of the guys. Um, uh, I know. I know you saw. Uh, you watched the AEW. Dark. Yes. Okay, so uh, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Um, Cassandra Golden. It sounds familiar. I'm sure I've seen it. Okay, she was. She was there. She was just on AEW. Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, had a few guys that haven't been on Revolt Pro. Um, one guy has been on NXT. Uh, we had uh, a few guys that have been running through Memphis and around this area in the South and stuff like that. Um, that were there to uh, to basically uh, get some of that knowledge and that training. So being in the same room with all these great wrestlers and stuff, it was a, it was an awesome weekend. Uh, one I'm gonna remember uh, for a, for a long time. That's great, baby. That's awesome. And I got to meet Hornswoggle. Really? So, I mean, this is getting no better. I hear that he's like a really <laughs> nice guy. He is. He 
Tyler's a nice guy, um, but because of like the coronavirus, he really was trying to not be very uh, sociable with mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> He's like, which I don't blame him. Yeah. For. As he, he was he had he had been he had flown in that day to wrestle and then he was leaving to go somewhere else in, in the same day so it was it's a little awkward but it, he was pretty cool and he put on a heck of a show so yeah um he, he does a lot of shows uh he still gets a lot of work you know you know for his size he gets a lot of work all across the country mm-hmm They'd be amazed. There's a lot of guys still running, and you know it says that Tom Pritchard retired in 2017, but he can still go. Yeah, I'm sure he, he can. Getting it in the, in the ring. I'm sure he can <laughs> still go. Like you probably can come out of retirement at any time if you want to and have another run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, he. He. It was really cool. Um, like I said, it was a really cool experience. Especially for me, because um, like I grew up, like a lot of the guys who were at, he was asking, and they were talking about like the wrestling that they grew up or what they were seeing, and it was like the early two thousand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please ask me, please ask me. I could tell you, I'm gonna go all the way back to like nineteen ninety one, nineteen eighty nine. I remember. Uh, Watching Ron Simmons beat Vader on TV for <laughs> the world championship, uh, world championship belt. Come on now, he was like, I, I wanted him to ask me, but I think he knew already because just by like when I first met him and and uh, and talked to him before the events and stuff. So he was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask the old guy, <laughs> but. No man, I I, I feel bad for, um, because I'm only doing bookings, like here and there. Um, I'm not. I don't have like advanced booking like the rest of the uh, rest of my buddies. But um, this coronavirus thing really has messed up the uh, messed up the uh, industry right now. It's got to kind of like in a in a stranglehold. Yeah, I imagine so because uh, they can't um, book any shows. Um... What, probably for the next 30, 60 days? They don't know how long this thing is going to last. Yeah, it's it's really bad because um, with, uh, like, one of my, a lot of the guys uh, got bookings around WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, like. It's a big weekend. So, like, they run the, they run. It's a big For everybody, right. Everybody, even the indie guys. But um, when Tampa shut everything down. There goes that mm-hmm. booking. A lot of those guys depended on those. That's the big money mm-hmm. weekend. And then you've got um, like one of my buddies. He's got he had like nine bookings. Uh, all of them. Like yeah, that. I believe it. You make more money that weekend. You can several months throughout the year. Yeah, so it's it's a uh, it's heartbreaking because you know. Uh, I'm blessed to be able to have a decent job and mm-hmm. still wrestle. And some of the guys don't have a decent job. I mean, wrestling is their life. It's their career. Nine to five. Yeah. So um, I've really, re- uh, my heart goes out to a lot of them because I can see how deflated they are um, thinking about, you know, what are they going to do? 
in these next couple months when um they're not getting that that wrestling game, yeah. you know and so it's it's sad and it's frustrating cuz even like the the bookers and the promoters you know they've had these uh gigs lined up and they've paid these people to to come and do all these things and there's still companies out there that are still trying to run uh, I got contacted uh, a couple of days ago to run uh, to run two shows in the same mm-hmm. day in Memphis, and I'm like, "Well, if I can leave, I'll go, <laughs> but I I can't leave right now, so I'm gonna sit my butt still, you know, and see how this stuff plays out." But I don't even know. I would hate to take that booking yeah. and then yeah, have to cancel anyway. anyway. Yeah, because you don't know. Um... They're saying the next two weeks or whatever, but really and truly, it's going to be a lot longer than that. If you think about it, it's going to be, who knows, like it could go all summer, could go into the fall. There's no telling how long it can last. Um, With China and everything, they're just now, like some places in China, some of the provinces in China are starting to like recover from it. But that's because they went into isolation, isolation until it started to like die down. Americans are not doing that, or they haven't been. So who knows how long it could last? People are some people still refuse to take it, even a little serious. Just the, just a little seriousness would help. Like I mean, I I um I knew like this weekend coming in. Um, I knew that I'd be around a lot of different people and stuff, and like, um, hello. We had like a good uh, fifteen minutes there where it didn't cut off, and then <laughs> cut off. But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, like you were saying, though, uh, it really does affect. Everyone that uh, had big plans that weekend on uh, mm-hmm. April 5th and 6th, or, you know, they were going to do run shows in uh, Tampa from the promoters to the wrestler. A lot of people are just not getting that big payday now. Oh, yeah. So it's throwing some stuff off, but <clears throat> um, I still think that. Uh, um, the scene itself, it'll just, it's just going to pick up right where it left off. Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, one thing, picking back up, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good for the economy, honestly, because, you know, people will start going out to eat and, you know, they'll go back into the movie mm-hmm. theaters and, you know, wrestling shows. I think everything will pick up a little bit, you know, once things start getting better. Yeah. Just gotta be optimistic. Keep keep uh, moving forward. Yeah, I really do. I think uh, it, it'll be a good little. Uh, but the only thing is, nobody knows when that's gonna be there. Yeah. Very uncertain right now. Um, one thing I wanted to get your opinion about. I think we have different opinions on, which is good. That's good for uh, to have different opinions. Is uh the whole. Uh, WrestleMania WWE <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as of probably like a week ago, 
they were still scheduled uh, to do WrestleMania 36 in uh, Tampa in the stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I guess, you know, with all the recent developments that happened over the weekend, WWE made the call to uh, not have the show in Tampa, but to do it in the uh, performance center. And then um, a couple of days after that, they made the call for them for it to now be a two-day event over uh, Saturday and Sunday, the 4th and the 5th. Um, so uh, what's your, what are your thoughts on um, them going through this show? Well, uh, how do you feel about it? Um, I don't know how I feel about the, the two-day event. I think that's much. I think they should have just stayed. Really? <laughs> I I, I kind of get why they're doing it that way, though, because, I mean, WrestleMania is, what, five, six hours sometimes of wrestling? <laughs> the last year was longer than that. It was, like, it was over six yeah. hours. Because I remember we did a show, like, we did a podcast, like, right after that. We went two hours. And it was mm-hmm. almost, like, one o'clock in the morning before we got done. Yeah, so, but if you think about it, now that I start to think about it, I can see why. Because it's going to be an empty performance center. Mm-hmm. An empty full sale or wherever, the, wherever they're going to be at. And um, it's already hard enough watching watching Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With no crowd. So imagine six or seven hours of dead silence and wrestling. <laughs> It is not the most I want to talk about with you. We'll get back to the WrestleMania thing in a second. But one thing, since you brought that up, I don't want to forget about it. Like you said, like watching SmackDown and Raw from the Performance Center have been hard to watch. And who knows how long that's going to go on. Um, It could go on for a couple months. (laughs) Um, But one thing, I really, really enjoyed uh, AEW. Um, I watched, like, I guess I watched the whole thing uh, last night mm-hmm. after I got off work. And the way that they did their MT Arena show and the difference between uh, SmackDown, Raw, and NXT, I really enjoyed how AEW, like, how they had wrestlers in the crowd and the way, even how they shot it. They shot it better. Uh, where the close-up on the ring, it was almost like it wasn't even an empty arena. It was, it was great the way that I really enjoyed that. How do you feel about it? Right. I liked it. They shortened the runway. One of the things I noticed was they shortened the distance between the entrance mm-hmm. to the ring, which was really cool because it, 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 it made it like the venue was smaller than what it really was. Mm-hmm. And then... um the wrestlers around the ring was cool, and um, I, I really paid attention to like when they would show the wrestlers, they were like engaged differently. Like, you could see like the bad guys were going for like the bad guys, mm-hmm. and the good guys are cheering for the good guys, you know. So, it was always like that the difference. And then, um, uh, MJF, like, he's like making bets with I got, uh, um, Dylan. <laughs> 
So like they're they're over there having their bets and they're eating food and like that whole interaction it wasn't even distracting. It was just uh, a nice element that made the wrestling less awkward. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it's hard for me sometimes. I, like AEW is probably the only thing that I watch where I'm still kind of a fan when I watch it. Right, right. I, don't, right. I try not to. I try not to analyze so much because like I'm always studying wrestling mm-hmm. now that I'm. I'm I'm working, but uh, I liked how um, mo- all the matches went. I I thought there was a few miscues that were glaringly uh, they were there. Right. <laughs> there were some pretty good. There were some pretty good botches, but they were like um, you know it's probably it'd be different if there was a crowd. I think. Uh, um, um, just the way everybody still went out and gave a hundred percent, um, and and to put on a good show, mm-hmm. as if the crowd was there, it was, it just felt different. Yeah, it felt a lot different. It 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 was different. Um, Tony Schiavone walking around with sneakers on in a suit is hilarious. He had like these ugly sneakers. <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't, it was just like little things that um they were doing with the camera work. Where it it kind of was professional, but it was also amateur, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it just made it, it just made it feel so uh so different. And I really had fun watching the show. Like, um, the wrestling was great, but just the overall production of it just made it really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I tried to watch um like the the first SmackDown that was in the empty arena mm-hmm. and um. It was tough, yeah, to watch. Cause to me, it just felt like how 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 like when I'm training and I'm I'm running a a match and I'm training, right. <laughs> and there's no crowd, but I'm still pretending like there's a crowd. You know that it just how it kind of felt. And then I happened to um catch the uh the Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and uh. John Cena promo, which I think I didn't really watch the whole show. I just like catch bits and pieces. And I was like, man, this promo is awesome. But it's so awkward. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like uh, they did like the cut scenes and all their production for it. And it was just like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's different. Even um. <laughs> Even when you watch the Brody Lee thing, that the uh, the promo that he cut on Christopher Daniels uh, last night, or you watch uh, Matt Hart, the Matt Hardy debut, it's just it's a different, you know. Both of them are empty arenas, but it's it's just different. Yeah, it was it was a whole lot different. And see, something like that is right up Matt Hardy's alley, mm-hmm. where it's always awkward and weird, right? And um, and that was. I think that's what made that even even more special. Yeah, he fits right in with AEW. I'm so glad he's there now. And uh, if he... And we really get to see the delete character. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to see the full character now. (laughs) Like it was meant to be. And uh, I know that... I know Matt Hardy loves WWE. He may may end up ending his career in WWE. Who knows? I'm glad he's going to get to have like a decent run in AEW. And do all the stuff that he wants to do because he's so creative right now. Oh man, he's beyond it. It's crazy. 
And I'm just happy to see Brody Lee. Me too. Back and and doing something purposeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because they really they he's so awesome, and I don't think anybody really. It's just my opinion. I just don't think anybody. I think people knew it, but they just weren't confident enough or something that like something was holding them back that was keeping him back. And who knows what it is. I think one of the things that um, uh, Tom, um, Mr. Pritchard was talking about, um, we had like a discussion about why they made Goldberg the champion, Mm -hmm. right? And um, one of the things that he was explaining about the business is, okay, Ricochet is is on his way to being a big time star, Hopefully. right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he's just not there yet. There, there, it's not just in the ring; it's outside the ring. It's how you interact with everybody. Yeah. Um, I hate I hate to say it. He didn't say the word politics, but to me, um, that's exactly what it sounds like. You've got to play the politics um, in the back. You've, uh, you've got to be able be able to 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 put those things together to move up. And um, he's on his like he was telling he was telling us he's like Goldberg is the star. Whether we like it or not, he's the guy that's going to draw yeah, money. Yeah, he's a big yeah. star. He's one of the biggest stars in, in wrestling history. He really is. It, exactly. So it makes money sense to put the belt on him just so he can lose it to whoever mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Because all, all they want is the best show possible with the best draw and money for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You might not get the best match out of it. Right. But you're gonna you, at least you're gonna go and pay because you know he's gonna be there. How many more times are you gonna be able to see Goldberg? Not Just that like many how everybody's like, how many more times? How many more times you gonna be able to see the Undertaker? Yeah. You know what I mean. So, uh, but at the end of the day, um, like people get upset and stuff like that. But he 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 really made some really good points, and I feel like uh, when it comes to uh, that level of mm-hmm. wrestling, it's not just it's not just your in ring and your character. It's how how you're doing your business backstage with the people that right. matter. Um, people don't look at people don't look at wrestling that way though anymore. That's that's the sad part about it. They just look at uh, someone that can do all the moves like a ricochet or you know. Yeah, they 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 look down on a Goldberg. They say he can't wrestle, and uh, mm-hmm. you know there's more than one type of wrestling. Wrestling used to be mm-hmm. I've always understood it. How I grew up with it, wrestling was always it wasn't just one thing. It was you know several different things. It was entertainment. It was a show, and Goldberg can put on a show. He always gets a reaction. Um, people love him or people hate him. He always gets a reaction. Mm-hmm. And he is a star, like you said, in every way. It just makes, it just makes business. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with uh, Goldberg because 
I don't expect to keep it after WrestleMania. And uh, I understand that the Goldberg-Roman Reigns match was going to be a bigger match than the Bray Wyatt. It, it just it just is. It's a bigger match. You know, no disrespect to Bray Wyatt. He's done for a phenomenal job. And hopefully they give him, you know, let, let him go over scene. Which would be which would be nice, but you know what? Just looking at it, it's just like, oh my gosh. I feel he's got right now he's got like the worst luck of any of of most of the uh those guys in his position really? when it comes to WrestleMania. Like, can you remember the last time he won at WrestleMania? Who Bray Wyatt? Uh huh. No, I can't. Not Ralph Hand. <laughs> I I remember his him losing. I, I don't remember him ever. Has he ever won at WrestleMania? I don't think so. I could be one wrong, match, but I could... uh one time when. The Rock was out, then uh, Eric Rowan had a match with The Rock. And uh, he beat Eric Rowan in like five seconds. I remember that year. And then like beat up the rest of Wyatt. I don't remember Bray Wyatt ever winning at WrestleMania. He, the first one he had was against John Cena. He lost that. Yep. He Man. lost against The Undertaker. Yep, that was another one where I think he should have. Yeah, he probably should have got put over there. Because um, he was on a mm -hmm. roll all the way there, and then he loses to the old man. Yeah, but uh, but that's it's the business, man. I'm starting to learn a lot, like before, and like I think being a fan, I guess it's okay to to. To not agree with everything, you don't have right. to. But um, but if it should, I don't think it should ever be to the point where you disagree and you just like hate the product. It, it's we like canceling the WWE network, like, and they never do. Me and you grew up on WWE yes. and WWF, yes. and. We had choices. When WWF wasn't on TV, we was watching WWF. Man, you see W like on the weekends late at night. No, not. Yeah, if you can stay up late enough, you you catch you catch some ECW, you know. But that's mm -hmm. how we grew up. We always had choices, but but no, not. There was never a time where either one of them made us whatever they did made us hate it so much that we stopped watching. Never. If we didn't like some. If we didn't like something, we just kept going on because it was just what it is. That's just how yeah. it was. But like now, I think because of the internet and the more access people have to the to the wrestling notes and how things. That's work, an interesting. Like, uh, um, what you just brought up. You think that people have too much access now? Yes, they have way too much access. Like I stopped. I used to read the dirt sheets and stuff like, mm -hmm. all the time. Me too. And I realized that when I when I do that, I already build um um uh, what do you call it a stereotype mm -hmm. or a, or astigmatism or something like I'm all like 
I don't like Roman Reigns, and I think part of the reason why I didn't like him was because I was reading the dirt sheets all the time, and they were always talking right. crap about him. Like, he sucks, and he's this. But then when I step back now and I look at it as a wrestler and as a fan, I'm like, he's Roman Reigns is fan. really good, though. He does. He really is. Yeah. And, and he's, he, he does exactly what his character um, is built to do. And we didn't like it when he was talking because we, we really wanted him, him to be the silent destroyer. But, you know, that You know when him. I really started liking him, though, is when I found out it's not because he had cancer. It's because the whole time, you know, he was dealing with leukemia. And he never, um, when he was getting booed and, like, drugs through, I talked with Frank about this um, in one episode. When he was going through all that bullshit, he never, he never brought it up or never used it to his advantage. It would have been so easy for him to, like, you know, let people know that what he was going through, what he had dealt with in the past. And he never brought it up once. Right. And uh, it wasn't common knowledge. Um, and I just started looking at him differently from then on. And then when you see him wrestle people like AJ Styles or Finn Balor, you know, they like working with him because he's so good. And, uh, yeah, he's a really good wrestler, like, you know. And, and, you know, and that's that's the craziest thing. I think uh, because of this new time with all the information that's available to anybody that wants mm-hmm. to know something or get an idea, and then now people make money off of making these articles that that pre-book, <laughs> pre-predict mm-hmm. stuff, you know, wrestling predictions. We used to do wrestling predictions, and it's just a fun yeah. game to us. But like people are really serious about it and get butt hurt when their predictions don't come out. <laughs> it's like, what were you thinking? Like, how do you get mad at them? And you just have to look at you have to look at it differently. Like, I guess um, when I started training and really learning about wrestling and the, and how the business works and stuff like that, I realized um, uh, it changed the way that I that that I look at it as a fan, and so. I think I, I enjoy wrestling more now than I have in the last few years because I stayed away from the dirt sheets and I just watch wrestling. <laughs> and I enjoy whatever I'm watching as as I see it. Unless I'm studying. <laughs> it's a difference when I'm studying it. But when I watch it as a fan, like when I was watching AEW, I mean, I was... I still could like see stuff that I'm like, oh, he does that kick. I'd like to put that in my my move set, or he does this slam. But I'm still watching it and enjoying like the character, like the Luchasaurus guy. I think that dude. Yeah, awesome. he's been around a long time too. Um, trying to. And, and I first uh, became aware of him from watching Big Brother because he used to be on that show, and uh, that's when he was like first starting out to be a wrestler, and um. So that guy's been on the independent scene, like in California and stuff, for a long time. I'm glad he's found him and Marco and uh, Jungle Boy too. Like all those guys, they, they work so hard on the independent scene that they're finally getting a platform. Because I don't, you know, 
They might have took uh, Luchasaurus in WWE. I think he did have like a WWE trial or whatever, but um, he might have even been in NXT or in development, I think. But, uh, you know, they wouldn't have uh, looked twice at uh, Jungle Boy or Marco. So it's good they're getting a platform. That's why I love AEW so much. Right. Yeah, because Jungle Boy is just a. I think it's just one of those things, man. Um, you just gotta, you gotta watch it to be a fan. And and even with the, like right now with the empty arenas and stuff, yeah, you just gotta like they. I think one of the I know you were talking about it, a couple other people were like, man, why don't they just move it over to the left or, or try and uh, you know, do it at a different date. And I'm like, to me, I feel like. If they did that, it would it would change whatever storylines mm-hmm. they have written for the rest of the year, and it would it would it would throw everything off, and and it it could probably mess up it could probably mess up the product uh, worse than than we think than we would mm-hmm. could imagine. So just by keeping a regular schedule, and if they want to split it up in two shows, I I. Like as we've been sitting here, I have been thinking about it. I'm like, that's perfect. Just run the two different shows and give well, us two nights of wrestling. It's not like we got we can watch we can watch basketball or well, or like uh, you know, New Japan already does shows on their big show of the year. So, um, I think they should do two shows anyway, like all the time. Um, when it comes to WrestleMania, I really do. It, it kind of makes it like a bigger event than just like a one night thing. And it's, it's called WrestleMania, so you like could do it two shows. I hope they like do that going forward. Where, where do you put NXT? Where do you put NXT? Well, you can still do NXT like on like a Thursday night, or you can do NXT like any night. You can do NXT. Um, you can make it part of that weekend. Do it like sometime in the daytime if you want to. You can make you can make the whole weekend WrestleMania. What I'm saying. It doesn't have to just be like a a one a one night thing. But going back to what you said about how what I said about the whole WrestleMania thing, I'm looking at it not as a wrestler, not as a performer. What I'm looking at is the whole the whole coronavirus thing because. Right. You know, they have to limit how many performers or how many people can be in the performance center at one time. And, um, you know, Ed, like this past uh, Monday night, he drove, like, all the way from Canada down to Florida in a pickup truck. I read it. Uh, like an 11-hour drive or something like that. Um and then he turned around and drove back. Now, th- this whole coronavirus thing, you got to look at not just like the wrestlers and performers, you got to look at the camera and the producers, uh, all the people that it takes to put on a WrestleMania. And they're not going to have, you can't have that many people. They got to eliminate, right? Now, if one of those, right. uh, hold on, Will, let me, Disconnect. I'll call you right back. 
Um, we'll just go like another five or ten minutes, and then we'll wrap it up. We got plenty. Um, but anyway, what I was saying was like one. If one of the uh, you know crew members or one of the production team or one of the agents is like exposed to coronavirus, anybody gets sick, then uh, they're gonna like they're gonna get it. Everybody infected. They're gonna you see what I'm saying? Like everybody's gonna be infected, right? And at least. If they do it two nights in a row, I don't think everybody you know, is going to be under the same building at the same time. And I think that's probably why they had to do that that way, just because there's small and happen. You can only have like, a certain amount of people at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably why they had to do that. And um, that's why I said, though, I wouldn't be upset if they had canceled the whole thing because I don't want anyone to get sick because, you know, they have to travel to the home to their uh, people like Randy Orton and Kevin Owens. They have families and stuff. I don't want the families to get exposed to it. Right. So I wouldn't have been too upset. I know I'm in the minority when I say that. A lot of people <laughs> are like, oh, you're crazy about, you know, you can't cancel WrestleMania. But I would have been fine if they had delayed it earlier. But to your point, you're right. It would have messed up a lot of stories and a lot of uh, – it would have threw the whole year off. I do agree with that. Yeah. Only because uh, they got it. <clears throat> it's my assumption that they have everything planned out at least for six months for the next few pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And – how those matches look and how those guys perform to determines what else they get into. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like just any little shift um, would uh, would change how the storylines go, where they're gonna be, because like certain stuff they plan for. Like, they have, you ever notice like when? Um, uh, like stuff with Daniel Bryan when they want to do something big with him like they'll be in Washington they'll be like in his home you know what I mean mm-hmm. they'll be you know when they go to Ohio it's a little bit different they'll bring out the Miz you know what I'm saying they've always got these little things yeah so I don't know um, I think uh, and then you know those guys between the shows they're always doing uh, um, meet and greets and and uh, radio visits and all kinds of little things in between, and mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like okay, they don't have to do any of those things, but um, I guess from the business standpoint of it, you know, if they can can still put on a show and keep the risks low for the the virus, they're mm-hmm. still gonna put on a show. Yeah, and but and the moment one of those wrestlers comes up with with it. I'm pretty sure they're shutting it down. <laughs> oh, you, so you think if one if somebody gets it, they'll just cancel the whole thing? Uh, I think I think if uh, if 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 um, if one of them one one of those guys comes up with it and is positive, I think then they'll shut everything down. 
Yeah. But until then, they're going to keep on rocking and rolling. Like, because I was thinking, like, that's going to really mess things up if one of them, if one of the wrestlers, to think about it, like, all your top, top people, your Becky Lynch's, your Charlotte Flair's, your Goldberg's, your Brock Lesnar's, Harley over there, Seth Rollins, <laughs> Randy Orton, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they do have a, they have a deep roster, and they have you know people in NXT they could bring up, and there's there's lots of things they could do, and they probably do have a lot of contingency plans, but that would if they think they gotta like readjust their plans now. <laughs> if, if someone caught coronavirus, they would really have to, you know, um, do some. That's, that's just basically what it's going to boil down to. And you see, AEW's not going to uh, stop. No, they're gonna they're gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. It's, and 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 I think that's the that's the only reason why. I you know I started to think about it. I think that might be the only reason why. Vince McMahon won't cancel his big show. He won't cancel his his minor show. It's competition. It's, it's that competition. And even if we all like to say there really isn't no competition, it's two different brands. Um, they're on their own, doing their own thing. I'm like it. It's still a competition. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we make it make it one or not, um, AW doesn't want to not perform. And they had every chance to not perform on yeah. Wednesday. And they still put on a show. And it was like, we're going to do a better show with no crowd. I think they did it too. <laughs> and they went out and they did that. They proved it. I was, on, uh, I was on YouTube this morning. And I was uh, the AW podcast. And Tony Khan just said that they just got renewed for four more years on TNT. They're not going away anytime soon. They're trying to bring a second show on too. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's going to be dope. And they're yeah. real competition. They're not like uh, TNA was. Uh, I know TNA is yeah. still Impact Wrestling is still around, but they are real. AEW is real competition. Yeah. Impact had Impact TNA had a chance to be that type of competition. Mm-hmm. But they never had they didn't have I don't think they ever really had like the strong backing like the money, first of all. Right. And then um but what what's really cool about Impact is they do I think those guys they six months. They're six months of wrestling mm-hmm. and they hit a, a few places. Their schedule is so easy for a yeah. wrestler. Like, That's why people like being. Yeah, you're on a contract. It might not be the greatest place, but it's a place. Mm-hmm. And, um, but AEWs like came out swinging. Like, hey, we're we're gonna come in and be a major program. Yeah, we're not gonna come in and and grow to one. We are a major program, and I think that's I think that's just so awesome for wrestling. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Uh, the one advantage the impact does have over everybody else right now is they take our head that they're like three or four months ahead. So like the coronavirus thing won't affect them for like another couple of months. Cause they're, they're, yeah, because those guys, 
they've already taped their, sh- right. their shows for the next two, three months. Right, so they're already and, uh, into the summertime already. So, and that's that's what's really cool is because like you can they can work uh, TNA, and if they when are Impact, and when they're done with Impact tapings, they could go work the indie scene mm-hmm. and and make their money in between when they're not wrestling. They're already making a check. Yeah, some of the wrestlers made more money doing that anyway. Just like, they made more money than people, like low-level people in WWE because they can go to work, you know, for, for anybody, work as many shows as they want. And, that, and that's, that's the beauty of it. Some people prefer that, you know, having that freedom. And, and that's, that's, I think that's like the cool part. Like, um, as I'm, I'm still a greenhorn in the business. So, like, I'm learning as I go along. Like, I when I worked Memphis, I, I was supposed to be like a bad guy. The, the guy was like, you're going to be a good guy tonight. I was like, what? <laughs> it's not my way. Like, I don't get to have my way. I'm not, I'm not established enough to be like, no. I only work this way. Like I hear um, guys doing that. This is how I'm going to do it. You pay me for that. Right. <laughs> You're not changing me, you know. And then I, you know, it's just it's one of those things. Uh, I think you get over time, and I think um, the way wrestling is today uh, for fans and for workers and stuff. I think it's still it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we just have to. Uh, I, I, like with this thing, just be patient with it. Mm-hmm. Once it blows over, um, you're about to start seeing all kinds of guys getting booked in places all over the place just to fill the slot to get a show going. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna it's gonna be nice. Yeah. So, so you're 35 years old. Um, you're a lot older than, like you said, a lot of the other guys on your on your level in the business. How, do, how would you feel like if like an AEW or an NST or uh, you know someone approached you about uh, you know going into one of those organizations? Because to me, you're perfect. Like I know you're still green and you're still learning and you're still, but I could easily see you like on an AEW dark, you know, wrestling someone. I- and you know that's how that's how a lot of those guys are getting signed. Is they get noticed mm-hmm. by like I mean, Cody Rose or one of the young bucks, or you know your your look is so unique. Your uh, you know you can cut a promo. Your psychology is old school. I could see them possibly like taking a look at you. Would you be interested in finding light for one of those organizations? Their um, I would. I I don't uh, close the door on myself mm-hmm. uh, as far as um, any of those uh, opportunities. If the door opens for me to be able to do those things, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, jump at it because I mean you only live mm-hmm. once, <laughs> and uh, those opportunities would be uh, something that I just couldn't pass up. And it's just like. Right now, anytime I get an opportunity to go to uh, a seminar being held by anybody, mm-hmm. um, I'm jumping on it. Um, I think uh, I think I'm uh, I'm I, I'm like one of the first people to sign up for the Devon Dudley seminar. That's going to be later 
like in the beginning of fall. It's like months mm-hmm. away, but I'm already on the list. You know, um, uh, if there's anybody that's doing something, I'm on top of it. But I don't close the door on myself as far as as those. And I actually been actively trying to find a way to uh, uh, get onto like Raw as an extra, or how can I put myself in front of AEW and just be like when they come to like Huntsville, Alabama or New Orleans or somewhere mm-hmm. around here, uh, how can I uh, just get on the show just to be like security? Or something? I'm finding, I'm trying to find my way um, to put myself in front of that stuff. But at the, at the end of the day, um, if I never did any of those things, as long as I'm able to go out and uh, perform and wrestle and entertain um entertain the fans and give them something uh um to cheer or boo about i'm i'm happy with that i'm still living my dream no matter what important thing man um, i'm so proud of you that you're you're out there living your dream you're doing what you love and uh i always be your number one fan for real that's that's what's up man i like i watch all your matches that you see me you know, I love this character. Um, the RJ Hookham, I love that character. And uh, I just hope, you know, I just want you to go far. But even, like you said, even if you never get into AEW or NXT, um, you, you're doing what you love. You're doing it every week. And uh, that's good. And yeah. I appreciate it. And uh, I guess we're going to wrap this up now. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, and uh, are you watching WrestleMania this year? Um, yeah, I'll be home. So, <laughs> uh, I, I think I had, there was supposed to be an event, but that got canceled. And uh, I, uh, I had the um, the honor of saying that I've worked in Memphis, mm-hmm. Tennessee. <laughs> that's a big. That's Jerry Lawler's town. Right. So, like, eh. um, I had an opportunity to uh, go back up to Memphis, but uh, like I said, I'm I'm kind of sitting out and waiting until see where everything lands with this virus. So I'll be at home watching WrestleMania. All right, well, maybe we'll do like a WrestleMania podcast. I don't know if we can do one Saturday and Sunday, but maybe we can uh, figure something out so we can talk about the show. Um, I'll try to get up with Travis. He was supposed to come on tonight, but uh, he he has some stuff going on at his house. But it was good talking to you, and uh, I'm going to probably put this up tomorrow. It's always good talking to you. Good luck with everything you do, and hopefully this thing blows over so you can get back to doing what you do best. Thank you. Because uh, I'm trying to get down there to uh, the Dolphin. They got the wire. Just let me know when you come. Oh, I'll come see you. Um, oh, yeah. I'll request that off. I'll definitely come. I'll request that weekend off <laughs> and come see you. So let me know. You good? You not? You not don't get the coronavirus. No, man. I tell you, man, it's the positive been kicking. Positive been kicking my tail for last. It's 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 back in it's in my third too, dude. The the pollen is ridiculous. Um, 
even like my eyes and stuff are itching right now. Um, it's rough. I think my allergies get rough as I get older too. They get worse. I think. I didn't have this problem in my twenties. But all right, man. I, I, I'll holler at you later, I guess. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being patient through all the uh, technical difficulties. I'm going to look into this other that's uh, it's supposed to be a lot better than this. But I got to see how I can uh, adapt that to you. You know, I don't want it to change too much of what I'm doing, but uh, I'm going to try to look into this other app. It might work a lot better. All right, well, I'll, I'll talk to you later, dude. Thanks a lot. All right. Anytime. You're always welcome. So that was my conversation with Big Will. I want to thank uh, Julius Williamson, uh, Big Will, for coming on and uh, having that in-depth conversation with me. Um, Big Will is... Uh, he does independent shows all across the southeast, uh, southeast uh, United States and different areas. Uh, like you say, he's might be working in Memphis soon, and you can catch him in um, all kinds of places. Um, hopefully, Alabama, so I can go see him. But uh, you can follow Julius Williamson on Facebook. Um, Big uh, RJ Hookham, um, th- that whole persona, he's probably, he's going to be a future star in the wrestling business. And I hope everybody goes and, uh, you know, you, want, you might want to get on the, uh, the, the boat now. You might want to get on the bandwagon now because he's going to be a big star in wrestling. But I thank him for coming on the show. Um, I plan on recording at least one more episode tonight or maybe two episodes or at least over the weekend. I thought I was going to be working all weekend, but it looks like, um, I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands because, uh, my job is, uh, as far as they have closed the dining room, it is takeout only. And uh, so that short enough, a lot of my shifts this weekend, and I'm probably not going to have very, very many shifts next week, if any, because uh, they really are starting to shut down the entire United States, I believe. But, uh, you know, some people still don't believe they're going to do that. But uh, it looks like things are shutting down, which is a good thing. I think as soon as uh, everything shuts down for like a week or two and... uh, we can get this uh, coronavirus thing contained. I think it'll be better for everybody. I really do. Um, I don't think this is the end for the United States. I don't think this is the end for the world. Uh, it could just be the beginning. Um, but I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to the show today. Go uh, favorite Johnny Knows Best on Anchor. Um, you can uh, follow me on Facebook. Follow Johnny Knows Best on Facebook. And you can follow Jonathan Mays, too. And, uh, yeah, I'm not done talking with this. This is a a series of podcasts. Like I said, I'm going to record part four tonight. And uh, be good to each other. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. 
And if you're sick, stay at home. And even if you're not sick, probably it's a good idea to just stay inside right now. Let's try to let's try to ride this shit out, like for real. Um, if you don't have to go to work, then stay at home. If you don't have to go to work or get supplies, don't leave the house. Uh, listen to my show. There's plenty of uh, content to listen to. I'll holler.